Okay, everybody, I am back again with another episode, and I'm excited for this episode because this is someone whose tweets I've been seeing. They're hilarious. They're funny. And I think everyone should just get to know who you are. So I have here Mr. Jordan, aka Patriot J on Twitter, aka defense lawyer, criminal defense lawyer, aka whatever ever else you're doing. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's Monday, you know, living another day here in the office. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you um, for coming on. So really quick, I know I, I said you are a criminal offense attorney, defense attorney yep. in LA. And what else do you do? Uh, I'm a political reporter for Breitbart. And I used to be a rapper. I still am a rapper at heart, mm -hmm. but I haven't made any songs in a while just because I've been so busy with work lately. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Well, I wanted to talk to you today because I wanted to talk to actually several people who are in the political world, political hemisphere, who are of a melanated, you know, color, and why we have the views that we do. Why do we think the way that we do? Because there's this idea that if we look the same, we have to think the same. And I don't believe in that at all. So. I wanted to know, first of all, what has your experience been like as someone in this political world and then being and looking how you do, what has that been like for you? So <laughs> people are probably expecting me to say something like, oh, it's terrible. I've been I've been hate crime. These evil white people don't like me, but it's been the complete opposite. Um and I think it's people don't on the on the political right, they don't look at me for my skin color. They just treat me like a human being. If I'm nice to them, they're nice to me. So my experience has been really good. They've embraced me with open arms. I used to be a Democrat, like pretty much for the first 18 years of my life. Um, so kind of making that transition to the other side, I was a little weary because of the things that I've read and seen, especially from TV. I watched MSNBC growing up and they led me to believe that Republicans hated me because I'm black and Americans were racist and evil, but it's been the complete opposite. These people are so nice. They just want what's best for the country. And I can agree with that. And so they like me. Yeah. Same. I was going to say, I was, a I voted for Obama. I believe that if you're Hispanic, Black, that means Democrat. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. I just somehow they've ingrained that in our minds that that's what we need to believe in. And still some people are still stuck in that mentality. But what made you want to like even look into politics or what was something that kind of piqued your interest in even really taking interest in it? Um, you know, I'm not really sure because I've always been into politics, like from an early age. I think maybe it was just my dad's influence because he's mm -hmm. pretty outspoken and vocal. But I remember third grade, it was the 2004 election and we held like a mock election. And of course, I voted for Democrat John Kerry. And mm -hmm. I was asking my friends like, oh, did you vote for George Bush? That guy's not good. And so I was always politically active, but you could see like from a young age, I was just almost indoctrinated because what does a seven or eight year old know about George yeah. Bush being good or bad or not? It was just the propaganda at that time. And then so fast forward a couple of years later, when Obama came on the scene, that kind of drew me in because, you know, he's black and it was like a big moment 
I remember when I was about 11, I went and did some phone banking on his campaign. So I was like volunteering for him, trying to get him elected. I actually went to his inauguration in 2009. Mm -hmm. That was an awesome trip. My dad took me. And um, from Obama to Trump, I just... I slowly went right, you know, I was always kind of the one of the leftists who would question authority and things of that nature. And so I felt at a certain point, like the Democrats became the establishment. And I did, it didn't sit right with me. They, mm-hmm. they were no longer the anti-war party. They weren't the question authority party. They were the, okay, you follow this, you have to do this, your skin color is this, you must be this way. And it just didn't get down with me. It seemed like they left out any possibility of freedom. Mm-hmm. Was there like one moment, like one moment there where you're like, I can't think like this anymore? Um, it, it Not like one moment, but I would say I went to college. And so my first semester, I took this Africana American Studies English class. It was pretty much like a CRT course. Mm-hmm. And I came out of that, I came out of that class hating America. I was like, F America down with white supremacy. Capitalism is no bueno. And then the following semester, I took intro to logic. And that was Mm -hmm. my introduction into critical thinking. And um, I had turned 18 that semester as well. And I was really looking forward to voting for my first time. So with the kind of newfound appreciation for critical thought, I figured if I'm going to vote for my first time, let me at least see what the other side is thinking. Mm-hmm. And I just found that it was a bit more persuasive. Mm-hmm. Was there, do you think that, because I, you know, we see a lot of times uh, teachers, professors, whatever, like having their political ideology or whatever in school, was that something that you felt like that was the reason why? Was it the professor was making you think like, oh, I hate America. I hate this. I hate that. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say it was the professor, but just most of the stuff that we studied, it was a lot of like the black radical feminist stuff like Mm -hmm. bell hooks. And that was my first semester in college. So I'm like, wow, if they're teaching me this in college, it has to have some sort of semblance of truth. Mm -hmm. Um, but on, on the note of professors influences, my logic teacher, I didn't know this at the time. I kind of had a hint, but he was conservative. I found out later that he was, mm-hmm. but he would kind of, he would kind of drop like anti-Obama jokes here and there. And mm-hmm. I always thought that was funny, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that influenced me to become a conservative. It was more just learning how to think, mm-hmm. but I don't know, maybe he was planting those seeds with that intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I always wonder like what, what makes people think that way? And if how much influence does a teacher actually have? Cause they would always tell us, cause I, you know, I, I was teaching like, don't bring up your political views or whatever, because the kids really will look to you for that stuff. But with someone like you, like you have a free mind, you didn't, I guess you didn't use that as your reasoning. And I'm trying to figure out how some people can't divide that from you know, being able to just hear someone have their own opinion and then not think that like somebody's trying to like force something on them or just being open to hearing like the other side. Like, I want to know, like, what made you be open to that? I mean, I, I guess it's just each individual person, but some people don't have that mindset to be able to listen and then be like, okay, maybe what I was believing was not right or not true. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with my upbringing. Like my dad was a big influence and he never taught me what to think. He just taught Mm -hmm. me how to think. And so I think um, with his influence, 
I was able to have a more open mind. I was never like 100% sold on an idea. I was always trying to question myself, make sure what I believed at the time what is what I thought was right. And there was any, there wasn't any other countervailing information that kind mm -hmm. of made my beliefs, you know, wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, and I always say dads are the ones who teach life lessons here. It's always dads. I don't know why. So dads, shout out to dads because my dad taught me a lot. My mom, you know, she taught me things, but dads are very <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out to my mom too. Yeah. Not, not to discount anything yeah. that she taught me as well, but yeah. just, from a from a thinking foundation mm -hmm. you know he, he he laid the foundation and mm -hmm. that's all i could ask for and it, i i took it where i wanted it to go yeah okay cool so when it comes to your twitter i've seen you've grown a, a good pretty good following do you where did that come from and is it because sometimes you post a little controversial things that make people get all riled up you know um I, i've been on twitter for 14 years. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, so I um, like I was early on Twitter in like 2009 because mm -hmm. that was that I was 12, 13 around then. So I was like oh, just wow. now getting on the Internet. I was on like YouTube and this was the transition from like MySpace to Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like Facebook because Facebook seemed like that's where all the old heads were. Yeah. And I heard about something <laughs> called Twitter. So I got on Twitter early and um, it was just mostly to promote my YouTube because I had mm -hmm. a, like some funny skits on there. And then um, in high school, I was kind of like, I guess, Twitter famous locally because mm -hmm. I was just outspoken and not a lot of people on the time were at Twitter. So if you're like one of those people tweeting constantly and you have like good things to say, you're going to stand out, especially mm -hmm. in the early days. And then uh, my first account, got banned for whatever reason and mm -hmm. uh so i made another account and that's the account that ended up blowing up but mm -hmm. i really took off i want to say in the pandemic because mm -hmm. i was at home all day i was unemployed so i didn't have anything else yeah. to do but tweet and it really paid off yeah so what do you think what was your most i guess do you remember like viral viral moments for you viral tweets and what would what were you saying during that time yeah, um, I think my first one, uh, I had maybe like 5,000 followers at the time, and I tweeted something about Don Lemon, uh, so I think something about him being emotional, and um, that, that took off for whatever reason, so people were like, and this is so funny. My friend Jeff was like, yo, if you guys get to, if you guys get Patriot J to 10K, he'll drop a Don Lemon diss track. I had no plan of doing that. Yeah. And then so that actually happened. So I was like, fuck, maybe I should write the song. So I wrote that song on my album. And that's like one of the most popular songs on my album. Um, but after that, I think there was a tweet I had about Antifa. And I said, like, let's call Antifa or white Antifa what they really are, vanilla ISIS. And for mm -hmm. whatever reason, people ate that up. And then I think that took me to like 20K. And then it, from there, it was just like random viral moments. That, so I did see though that your account got deleted in the second account or like temporary. Oh, yeah. Like and that helped a lot too. Um, I think this was like summer 2020, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe more towards fall. But um, there was this, there was this account and it was like clearly a fake account. It was pretending to be a black conservative talking mm -hmm. about leaving the Democrat plantation or whatever. 
And so I just thought his tweet was really funny. So me and Malcolm Flex were in a group chat and Malcolm was like, yo, like repost that and then I'll repost that. And then so he did that and then people started joining on and then it got to a point where people were reporting us because they thought we were bots when we're making fun of the bot account. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I got shit from both sides. The left thought I was like, Russian disinformation so they reported mm -hmm. me and then the right also thought that I was like trying to make fun of them so I was getting mm -hmm. reports from the right too and then eventually uh Twitter suspended me because I guess if x amount of people report you they just mm -hmm. say okay whatever you're gone so I was gone for maybe like three weeks and then they brought me back and and it was cool and I actually they, they banned me again recently but they brought me back yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what does that feel like though to like build up you know, an entire big platform only for somebody to just be able to just be like, click, and then just take it all away. It sucks, but um, I'm okay with it because I know that's that the rules we're playing by, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm never like too heavily invested. I don't put my mm -hmm. self-worth or anything into my platform. So even when I was gone, I, I, I maintain that I would always come back because I'm an optimist. I figured mm -hmm. I'll be back. And if not, I could always just make another account and mm -hmm. try to regrow because I know people follow me for myself um, mm -hmm. and I'll always have whatever I got. You know, I'll always be like a funny guy into politics so mm -hmm. I could always kind of rebuild. Do you think there's anything that is too controversial? Because I don't. I don't what either. I um, there, I, there are things that people might think are too controversial, but mm -hmm. I'm I'm like, no, nothing's off limits for me. So has your has your circle of friends or people you've been around like thought like you or was there like a they kind of changed because they started seeing the things that you were posting? Um, kind of. So like my inner circle of friends, I've known them for pretty much all of my life. Like we grew up on the same street. They they've stood tall they and they're not really a political group we're just mm -hmm. we're friends because we love each other and we we grew up together and we're just growing together and doing fun things mm -hmm. but um like high school I was always politically outspoken but that was when I was a democrat so people mm -hmm. were totally okay with it they were like wow this guy's great he's gonna be yeah. somebody and then um as soon as I started supporting Donald Trump you know I lost like I lost some followers but I think the craziest thing that happened to me was I like almost got canceled locally this was um like the george floyd summer 2020 mm -hmm. era and it was you know black lives matter people were out there protesting and i'm clowning on twitter so this is this is a funny ass story um there you know how people were like getting donations for blm and stuff mm -hmm. like that i tweeted i'm about to change my venmo handle to like blm defense fund be right back and then i <laughs> changed it and then i posted a screenshot and i was like i'm collecting blm funds please rt these will be donated blah 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 and then so a few white liberals from my area were totally offended so much so that they took my tweets and they sent them to my law school at the time and oh they sent gosh. them to the california bar and they were like please uh don't let this guy become a lawyer he's committing fraud blah 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 and I'm just like, dude, you're white. I'm black. I'm trying to make a point about this Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. organization not really being for black people. Mm -hmm. And here you are trying to attack me and my character. I think that's crazy that, that people do that. Like, what is the end goal? Because if they're so pro-black, pro-this, pro-that, 
what is like, you know, I guess getting you whatever kicked out or whatever, like, what does that do? And then what does that say about them? Right. Like they tried to stop me from living the life I live right now where I help mm -hmm. black and brown people navigate the criminal justice system. They if they had their way, this would not happen. Uh, and I think they just thought they were doing the right thing. They were being self-righteous. But I think that shows it's more politically motivated than actually caring about black people. Yeah. And I think that's why people um, a lot of people say that they're, these these white liberals are racist in that sense, because it's like you how are you pro-black but only for some people or like the ones who think like you or whatever i i just i've never understood that right you're and not you're not that, really like, you're not really for black people if you exclude black conservatives from your definition of black people mm -hmm. all right so big question what are your views on my boy donnie right here what is man <laughs> what is free trump free trump <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people are not rocking with Trump, but I'm still rocking with Trump, man. I just, like, I, yeah, I think he's funny. And, I think he's just a character. I don't know what's exactly. going on, really. That, that's what it is for me. Uh, like, it's just his personality and what really attracted him to, or me to him at first, was just his anti-establishment nature. He came out and literally everybody went hard against him democrats republicans and i saw that and i was like you know what he's got to be on to something if both sides don't want him and they're still trying to go after him seven years later they're trying mm -hmm. to they're, they're trying to jail him finally they got him but uh you know i think he he's the only guy to get it done yeah i'm like but he wasn't he had this like ufc fight or something and like he was in court yeah. one day then there's like these images these ai images of him being arrested in the street <laughs> yeah. and i'm like what is happening like i thought he was just in court the other day and now he's like shaking hands with everyone at the in the arena right i have no idea what's going on and that's why i tell people like it's not that serious y'all like when you really like zoom out and look at all this stuff like it's not as serious as they're making it out to be and the fact that people like really lost like friends and family behind a, a character is like so wild to me. yeah it's so crazy especially when it's like black people who are picking the side of another white guy, Joe Biden, over a different white guy, Donald Trump. It's like, yeah. dude, none, none of these guys are for the people or whatever yeah. you think they're doing. So the fact that you're picking sides this hard and willing to cut off friends and family is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. So how do you handle any kind of like backlash, any kind of comments from people, any kind of like, I know you said your friends, your friend circle kind of, they already know you. But for me, I was someone who I was not in that, field and then once i started being more vocal everyone was like ah how do you handle mm -hmm. the 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 backlash from people um i i have pretty thick skin i know that somebody else's opinion of me at the end of the day doesn't really matter because i can't change it i can only be me they're either gonna hate me or love me for it so i'd rather just show attention and appreciation for the people who love and support me rather than the haters i'll let them talk because there's they're always going to be there no matter what you do like you i i could i could switch sides and they might love me and then other people would hate me you can't mm -hmm. please everybody so i just try to remember that and 
I just keep pushing because I know what I'm doing is what I truly believe is right. And as long as I'm doing what's right, I don't care who thinks I, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I, and I ask because I, I want, that's the message I put out to a lot of people. It's like, no matter what you think, someone's always going to believe it. So just believe whatever, because there's going to be somebody who believes it. So you, it's, you're going to stress yourself out trying to people please. And I'll just say this. So I don't hurt these feelings and I won't say that. So I don't get canceled or whatever. Like you have to be your true authentic self. And that's how you will not be so stressed, you know, navigating through the social media world and just in life in general. A hundred percent. So, um, also I want to ask you, do you care what you post online whenever it comes to like your career? Cause I didn't, I was posting whatever my tweets were getting reported and I was like, who cares? Do you care? I, I don't, I don't care. Cause, um, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like it's just Twitter or like, it just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and and if it if for whatever reason it mattered to someone else i don't want to be around that person where they're mm-hmm. just like gonna not do business with me over mm-hmm. a joke i made or something and um in my career and experience so far it's been nothing but a, a bonus people are mm-hmm. like wow you're you're so cool you're funny how'd you mm-hmm. how'd you do this you know mm-hmm. so what made you want to be a lawyer that was my other question what, am I, what made you want to do this um, I think because it's like a natural stepping stone for politics, um, cause I did political science undergrad and I was thinking like, what can I really do with this? And there wasn't many options. Eventually I'd like to get involved in politics as a politician. I saw a lot of politicians were lawyers, so I figured mm-hmm. it's a good place to start. And then I went to law school because I wanted to be a prosecutor at first. I mm-hmm. wanted to send people to jail. Uh, honestly, if like I Kamala could, Harris. Oh my god! No, no, seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I could lock up Hillary Clinton, that'd be a dream. Yeah. But I, I realized that's a very far fetched dream. Mm-hmm. And I actually worked for the prosecutor, and I saw like the day to day life of a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Wow, this is this is not fulfilling. It's not mm-hmm. rewarding." I, I remember I was working on a case where they were trying to get somebody in jail for resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, "Who's just gonna accept resist? <laughs> I mean, arrest <laughs> like." Of course, there's going to be some resistance, (laughs) you know, and so um, I figured, okay, why not go on the other side and being a criminal defense has been really rewarding. I get to help people. I get to really make an impact. And that's what matters to me. Yeah, I I thought I wanted to be a lawyer during COVID. I was like, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. And then I bought the book and then I started studying and because everyone's like, you you argue all the time. You're debating all the time. Why don't you just right. be a lawyer? And I'm like, I could do that. But I wanted to do juvenile justice because I was a mm-hmm. high school teacher for so long and I was in the hood. So right. those kids, oh my gosh, like every kid had a record of mine. I'm like, y'all are going to jail. You're going to this, you're going to that. So that's what I wanted to do. But, um, you know, after a while I was like, no. I don't think I want to do this. So more power yeah. to you for sticking. I, I don't blame there. you. It's it's yeah. a lot. It's a large commitment. And then honestly, you don't argue in law school. You you just go mm-hmm. and you read. You might argue with the classmates sometimes, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't actually help you mm-hmm. unless you're on a trial team. And that's only for a semester. Like I did trial team. That was fun. But I, I was I was reading a lot. I was in the library for like three years of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. What is the biggest misconception about you? What do you think? Oh, um, <laughs> people think I'm some sort of like far right extremist. 
Mm-hmm. And that's partially true, but I'm really a nice person. I treat people with respect. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't have any issues with people unless you're a dick to me, you know. I mm-hmm. I treat everybody with respect. I look at everybody on a neutral standpoint. I don't judge people for what they believe. And I'm really mm-hmm. I'm really open. I I, in fact, like talking to the other side, contrary to popular belief. Yeah, me too. And I, I do believe that that's another same thing with me. People have this idea of me and then there's the real me. And I'm like, well, if you actually get, took the time to listen to people like us, then you would know that we're not some like, you know, whatever. We just want things to be better. Like, that's really it. We just want things to be better than what they are right now. Right. And at the end of the day, everybody wants what's right for the country. We just have a different way of getting there. So I'm... I'm willing to talk to people and share what I think is the right way to get there. But I've noticed a lot of people on the other side, they just don't want to hear from me. Oh, no. I see the videos of like them screaming in people's faces and I'm like, what makes you think somebody would want to listen to this? Right. And then think like, oh, okay, they're the more logical reasons. Seriously. Screaming at people and doing all this kind of stuff. But anyways, I wanted to ask you because I have seen your... I see your little boo. How yeah, important yeah. how important is it for people to have the same political views and relationships? What do you think? Um <laughs> that's tough. I I thought it was super important at first, mm-hmm. but you know, I would still love my girl if she was a crazy liberal because <laughs> I don't I don't I don't love her for what she thinks, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm realizing that it's it's uh it's not as important as I once thought. I mean, mm-hmm. there are probably big picture items that are important, mm-hmm. like like religion and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I'm sure like it's gonna be difficult for people, but on a day-to-day basis, as long as the person you're with uh has a viewpoint that they can articulate and back up, so what if it's different? Because her and I don't agree on every single thing, mm-hmm. but we're not with each other because we're we wanna be a unit. You know, it's mm-hmm. important to have differences because that's what can bring people together this is true this is true it does help though it saves yes. you a lot of time yeah. <laughs> it saves you a lot right of time right arguing big points like that but I, I i just wanted to end it with that because you know i just see people and i just see i just feel like it's important you got to be on the same page somewhere it just saves people time stress and effort right so is there anything that you have coming up? Is there anything you want to promote? Is there anything that you want to tell the people? What's something important to you that everyone should know? The message that you just want to give out to the world? Um, I tell people, stay true to themselves. Love yourself. And as far as promotions, I wish I could say I'm dropping music soon, mm-hmm. but I just know I'm not. I'm focusing on building a business. Me and a partner started a law firm at the end of 2021. So if anybody, for whatever reason, is in the Southern California region and needs an attorney, we do criminal defense, but we can handle or refer you to anything. Go to our website, gracelegalgroup.com, or follow our Instagram, Grace Legal Group. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate your time. I tell everyone if you give somebody your time, that's the greatest gift and that you mean something to them. So I appreciate you so much. I thank you for joining this podcast. And I look forward to seeing whatever else you do in this lifetime here. No problem. Thank you for having me and giving me the platform.
Of course.